What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned in to Season 6, Episode 1 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, my friend? Not much. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. We are here. We are doing games. We have a really great episode for you, and we really appreciate you tuning in. Absolutely. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, man? Not much, man. Not doing much maximizing lately, but, uh, you know, I'm keeping to my resolution of 2020, so, so, um, <laughs> uh, my 2020 resolution is to play more games and buy less games, so I'm working on that, so. That's good. That's good. I actually, uh, I bought two games because I had, uh, gift cards, uh, that were gifts from my in-laws for, uh, christmas and my birthday oh happy belated birthday sir yeah thank you so i have uh i picked up uh luigi's haunted mansion 3 and uh jedi fallen order so oh you bought it huh yeah well you know since they're they're not going to do hacker hack mods on it 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 looks like that's just not going to happen the the hill to climb it for the modders is too high because of lack of tools from EA, so I went on ahead and I went on ahead and bit the bullet. You should, you should just boot up uh, Force Unleashed on Steam for your like you know Jedi um, hack and slash decapitation well, I mean, pleasures. I I I have that, but unfortunately, it's not you. It's not playable with controller. It I it, it's telling me that I need a keyboard and mouse. So I, <laughs> so that's why I'm not playing it. But you know that game surprisingly did not age very well. Um, that game it it, it uh, kind of blocky, even on a even on a 1070 i7 CPU PC. It doesn't look so look all that hot. It was but... just chugga chugga chugging along, huh? No, the frame rates are actually good. Oh, the frame rates good. are great, but the graphics, it didn't age great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fact that I need to use a, um, it's telling me I need to use a keyboard and mouse because the only thing I can do is uh, move forward, move around with a controller. And I keep getting this message, please connect your mouse and keyboard. So I don't know if I've got a glitch or I've got something not working right. And I, I just don't care enough to <laughs> to go back and investigate it because I think you know it's one of those you know dollar ninety nine Steam sale gets from a couple years ago. So no, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to jump right into our topic. Uh, we've got uh, game of the decade entries from our wonderful listeners. So, uh, Game of the Year, too. Game of the Year as well. 
yes. game of the year and game of the decade. So again, shout out to all the to those who entered our three contestants. We got Sam Valigas, uh, WT Famicon, and Jason, aka Surgeon Fire. So shout out to you, fine folks, for listening and interacting with us on our uh, question regarding games of the year and games of the decade. So, Trader Joe, do you want to read those off for us? Of course. Okay, our first entrant is uh, Sam. That goes by uh, Valagas on Twitter. V-A-L-A-G-A-S on Twitter. So, B-A-L-A-G-A-S. I said that correctly. Uh, his game of the year for 2019 is going to be the Outer Worlds, the uh, game from Microsoft and um, Obsidian on that. Good choice. I uh, haven't played it yet. Um, any comments about the Outer Worlds, Des? It's a good game. You know, it's a good game. I I enjoyed it. Oh, or I have enjoyed what I've played of it. I do th- one, one of the, one of the big criticisms that I have of it is uh, in the outside, when you're walking around outside of the cities, it does seem kind of sparse. But uh, overall, I think it's a pretty good it's a pretty good story. Um, writing is, is good. So, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it's definitely one of, the, one of the ones that I would consider, you know, as, as a top game of 2019. Good deal. Yeah. And, and then his game of the decade is Mass Effect 2, a uh, commonly uh, held... Uh, game on a lot of people's games of the decade list. Um, I have never played the game. I don't think, Kev, you've played it, or no? I played the first one uh, a little bit, and I said, I'm out. <laughs> uh, my friend uh, Damon played two, he played one, two, and three, and I watched him play two, and I just couldn't get into the story. It, it's just for whatever reason, Mass Effect just never connected with me. Uh, I played the first two. Uh, I played the first one almost to completion. Uh, I played the I played the second the first one almost to completion. The second one I played probably to the mid, and then I never played three. I had gotten I kind of had fallen out of out of the whole Mass Effect thing. After that, I mean, it's you know say what you will. I mean, it, it's a good franchise, so. Um, Something yeah. I want to try. I mean, I dabbled with Mass Effect 1 back in the 360 days, but that's about you, it. So. You can play it on your Games Pass. It's there. Oh, I know. No, in fact, I have it for PC. I have it for 360. <laughs> so There you go. Um, it is in my backlog. So, so we'll It's definitely... ready and waiting for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I got a harem of games. They're all ready and waiting for me. <laughs> Oh god. They're all they're all what are they doing? They're all they're all like beckoning to you, Joe. Joe yes. Play us, Joe. Yes. It's very scary. Mm. Yes. Uh, I, I will have a nightmare tonight for sure. So. <laughs> I can't play you uh, all, no. I can't handle all the stress, no. Our days. second entrant is gonna be from WTF Famicom. On there, which is a podcast. I have never listened to your podcast, sir or ma'am. But you know, I thank you for the interest on there. I'm definitely going to be checking you guys out, uh, just uh, because of the fact that you did go ahead and uh, follow us on Twitter and has shown interest in our contest as well. 
on that. So um, as far as uh, I'm not sure if it's a he or she, I'm assuming it's a he, but I don't want to presume here because it's the uh, Twitter account for the WT Famicom a gaming podcast that responded to us. So their game of the year for 2019, uh, they stated that 95 of the percent of the games I played Last year were older Game Pass slash PS Now games, so I would have to say Mortal Kombat 11 is their game wow. of the year. So, okay. so I kind of feel they were afraid about you know playing their backlog, aka uh, Game Pass PS Now games on there. So uh, definitely with me and my love affair with Borderlands 2 and Titan Quest, I could definitely you know. Yes, uh, I can definitely relate. Yeah. As their game of the decade is a game I've never played. It is the Stanley Parable on there. Oh. And if guys are not familiar with it. It is a like a mod for Half-Life 2 that came out on PC on there. Um, I've heard of it. I've never played it. Uh, it has not come out for console. It came out in 2013 uh, on, you know, obviously PC on there and they've been they announced a console version uh, i think it was at the game awards in 2018 and it was supposed to come out the by the end of last year i hate to say in the last year is 2019 it almost seems crazy to me but uh it's going to be coming out uh, middle of the year this year so and uh you know i would you know kind of curious about it because it's it's a uh, first person uh interactive uh, game with a lot of uh, humor in there as well. So, yeah, kind of, you know, I don't really know too much about it, but it's something, I mean, it's gotten an 88 on Metacritic. It's kind of sarcastic on there. and stuff. Uh, have you played it before, Dennis? No, no, but I've, I've seen people play it, and it's kind of a sarcastic, kind of like funny meta game, if I remember correctly. But Yeah, that's that's definitely what it was, yeah. So... So, yeah, basically it's it's 88 on Metacritic, uh, Eurogamer gave it a 9 out of 10, uh, Polygon gave it a 9 out of 10 as well on there. So it's gotten notable, um, you know, good buzz uh, back when it originally came out in 2013. So, so definitely something, uh, you know, all these choices for games of the year, games of the decade, it's definitely making me not want, wanting to look forward. It makes me want to look back at this past decade and actually go play things I haven't played before basically so alright and then our last entrant is a familiar listener of course that will be Jason aka Surgeon Fire uh, on that and his top 5 for 2019 is in the following order uh, Anthem uh, Borderlands 3 uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field uh, Crackdown 3 yeah yeah and uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on that. So um, he did write in and said my game of the year would probably be Borderlands 3. I really enjoyed the game and look forward to playing more. Uh, his game of the decade is Destiny, the first game. Uh, this was the first game that really got my wife into gaming, uh, his wife Rachel. And uh, the game that we took screenshots in to announce that we were going to have our first kid. So... So that's kind of cool. Super cool on yeah, there. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, in I you know, Destiny, the first game, I would have to refrain. I mean, I know my pick was, I think Destiny was my number two, but 
um, gameplay wise probably should have been my number one in all intents and purposes. So, and you know, top five Anthem. I know you liked it a lot, Jason. That is something I wanted to go back to. I know I commonly between the three of us kind of make jokes about it as far as Anthem, you know, like I feel like it's a redheaded stepchild, you know, kind of thing. So I don't know if you guys have any comments about Anthem. About Anthem? Biggest no, I, disappointment. I think EA made the biggest joke out of Anthem. Yep. They they, <laughs> they so did much, that themselves. So much hype. So much hype. I I wanted I was there. I had oh, my I ticket. All... I had my ticket. Oh. I was there. I was ready. I was like, let's do this. Destiny just, killer right there. And they just yeah. they just they shit they they pooped the bed. Seriously, seriously. Um He was sad, you know. Um would I give it another shot? I have no idea at this point, but Ooh, that's bad. This is bad, oh. bad, bad. It's it's back up to twenty dollars at GameStop now, so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's sad. But whatever. Right. Whatever. But great entrance, of course. Uh, as always, you know, you could partake and participate in our show. Like we always said, you could even be on the show. Uh, we've had listeners come on to the show and you know, kind of you know, join us and, you know, group in on there. But, uh, Kev, do you got the random number generator ready so we can announce our winner? I absolutely do, and I wish I had a drum roll uh, pass through here so it would come through on the on the show. But I am going to hit the random generator in three, two, one, and our winner is going to be WT Famicom. Yay! All right, all right, a gaming podcast. Yes. So. So, right, so. Uh, WT Famicom, uh, hit us up either on Twitter or you can hit us up at GamingVessels at gmail.com. Let us know what game you want and for what platform, any game released in 2019, and we will get that sh- and along with your address, and we will get that shipped out to you uh, once we receive that information. So again, th- thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for participating to all three, uh, folks who participated in our little contest here. Shout out to all of y'all. All right, so up you. next, we've got our playlist. So, uh, Des, why don't you hit, hit the folks up with what you've been playing lately, man? Okay, so I have been playing, um, what have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of my, uh, Switch Lite, actually. Uh, been buying a lot of games, been really trying to experience Nintendo. I think I'm getting a little, um, uh, really into it right now, (laughs) I guess. Um, so I've just been downloading games. They have really good deals, uh, one thing that I do feel find annoying is I have a I have a regular Switch and I have a and I have a Switch Lite, and uh, unless you make your Switch Lite your um your primary Switch, you can't play your downloaded games without a um without a um a internet connection. So that's kind of weird, but but I'm uh, I have to go and do that now. The way I can play those games on the go. Uh, I really like the portability of the Switch. I think it's a great size. I don't know. I just I I just feel 
like this is a really good you know i don't know just it, it feels like it's a really good console um uh so and we have a little bit of switch news coming up later so uh, but yeah i've been playing a lot more of my switch honestly that's the games that i've been playing um so the games on the switch that i've been playing uh have been i mean i'm trying to get back into uh pokemon shield because uh joe said that he was getting ready to start playing his and i know that you're probably gonna start playing yours uh kev at some point hopefully i haven't bought it yet so hopefully we'll, <laughs> we'll be able to start we'll be able to start battling start, start battling i yeah. haven't bought it yet i've uh i've seen some things from and maybe maybe it's because they're pokemon purists um i've seen some things that i'm like eh, i don't know don't worry about all that but BS. yeah i i i know because well the only reason i'm 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 kind of looking into that is because you know i've never even cared about pokemon before yeah and and if these are the people that have been in it from day 1 and they're pointing out these issues about the what is it? What is it? One of them said that the fact that they're something about uh, abilities kind of being out of whack, out of whack, uh, trading amongst friends is being out of whack. Well, I haven't heard um, any of that yet. Yeah. So there's 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 a, a whole a whole list of a whole list of complaints. And granted, I'm the first one to say you know try a game out for yourself. But I'm kind of looking at Pokemon in kind of a different light because it's a series I've never cared about. And I just kind of want to get an idea uh, from the people who are who are vested in the series and have been vested in the series for a long time. Just kind of get a, a point of reference. And I'm, I'm not seeing a whole lot. I'll probably still go ahead and get it at some point. Uh, I might even pick it up. I might even pick it up this week. But... Uh, uh, yeah, that's been, uh, I'm still observing and I'll check and I'll check it out. So yeah. I'll probably be in there battling it with you guys at some point. So, soon. yeah, so I'm, I'm going to start, I haven't started playing it yet because again, I've just been uh, downloading games. Uh, this actually, the last, the last time that we, 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 we all did the show, it's mainly just been downloading games and looking at games for the switch. Like I've been more so in a, in a buying mode and, and, and getting, uh, games for this, this the Switch than than actually playing them. It's it's been it's been very interesting uh, because there's just a caught couple... my bug, man. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. Like I haven't caught your sickness. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks. But no. Thanks but no. a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh. What did we play last time, Joe? We played. Um. Oh, we played. Uh. Um. Borderlands uh, with Jason. That was fun. Uh, we were, yeah, we played Borderlands 3 with yes. Jason. Yeah. yeah, we played Borderlands 3, and so we got. I was able to get into that game, and I started to feel Borderlands start to kind of permeate you know, my being, and I was like, mm, might have to start playing Borderlands a little bit more now. Mm, so... So we'll see. But but again, it's been, it's been a really kind of light week for me. Um, I assume that next week I'll probably be um, be kicking that dust up again uh, because I got a, I got some more I bought some more games for uh, for the Switch so so yeah I probably will have a bunch of games for you uh, for you next time so uh, yeah. Joe what have you been playing Well that Switch sale is meaty as all get out yes it's been, it like, is 
I don't know if you checked it out, Kev, or not, but there's like a like a, over a thousand games on sale on Nintendo. Is Ninja Shop. Warriors one of them? Ninja um, Warriors? I'm not sure. I don't you think so. I'll have well, no, yeah, I, just, I, I was Fighters. just asking in case you knew off off the fighter system. Oh, yes. uh, Ninja Warriors is actually on the PlayStation as well, so I don't know if you're looking to get it for the. Uh, uh, that console, I was going to say the better console, but it's just whatever you want to get it on, of course. <laughs> I looked for it like a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't see it. Was it? Is it a recent add-on? Uh, it is a... It's retail exclusive at Amazon, I believe. So are you looking for physical, or are you looking for digital? So uh, Something like that I just download. It's actually not under Ninja Warriors, actually. It's under a different title, so... Oh, okay. That's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the title off the top of my head. Um, I don't remember here, what the title. So. Anyway, Ninja Saviors, Ninja Saviors. So, oh, okay, that's what you need to look for. So, I'm I'm assuming that's the game you're referencing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a revisit to that 2D action game. You know it. Yeah, day. that game is badass from what I've seen. I have not played it yet, but I did get the physical copy. It's uh, 19.99 on PSN. So, okay. All right. Well, enough of my diversion into your <laughs> purchasing <laughs> habits. Let me go into my playlist just a shade here. So um, I've been playing a lot of games. Uh, you know, we played, and I think you forgot Desmond, but we played a little bit of Warhammer Vermintide 2. We oh, had yeah, a we chance did. to fire that up. We did play that. Yep. We did. So, yeah, we stopped playing that and went and transitioned over to Borderlands 3 so we could play something with Jason at that point. So, so But I enjoyed when I played the Vermintide 2. I got through the t- tutorial. You know, that was the big <laughs> to-do like I think a couple of weeks ago. I, didn't, I think I was trying to go through it on a Friday night. After a long work week, and I just was like, you know, I don't want to deal with this. So I was kind of being a little cranky. But, uh, you know, just a I little enjoyed, bit. <laughs> been enjoying Vermintide too. I want to go back to play it a little bit more. Um, I think just because of the fact that you do play with bots, if you don't uh, play multiplayer with others, I'm almost inclined to play that game with others versus with bots on there so um when you played that on the xbox des did you uh, have a i mean did you enjoy playing with the ui with the ui was the ui pretty good yeah they're not bad they, i mean they they come to your rescue they do what they're supposed to do i mean i'd rather play it with with people and the people are the people that i've played with on that game are pretty good i think honestly kev i think this is a game that you would like it's very it's very visceral and it's um there's not shooting it's not a lot of shooting it's actually mainly a lot of hand to hand stuff but the um all of the all of the weapons have like have like a heft to them i can't explain it it's just like when you swing yeah, it no. like you feel it's like it's like you can be like and, and the way they like they really the animations are really good in it it's just a really mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it's just a very good first person you know experience and i was very surprised uh that i that i even liked it as much as much as i did um and and it's it's just a fun little game, you know. Um, yeah, it's a and it's like, like a horde mode, it's a like constant game. horde mode. What'd you say, Joe? Sorry. Yeah, you have to keep moving. You know, I you know I was stopping to you know 
look at the environment, try to grab, you know, items. And obviously more enemies came out because of the fact that we weren't moving at certain points in the level. So. Okay. All right. What's the, uh, how much is that game? Yeah, Vermintide 2 is, uh, I believe, online. Uh, let's take a look here. But I know retail. It's been on sale for like the last month and a half for um, $20, actually. Physical oh, okay. version for 20 Yeah, It's worth it. That's the, and it Checking comes with DLC GameStop. and everything. Yeah, it's at GameStop. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. The, at, online right now, there's an online bundle with the Ultimate Edition on PSN for... Uh, $30.24. That comes with a couple of extra DLC maps on there. So, Is it something you guys are going to be playing for the for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I want to play it. Because that's the, yeah, that's the best it thing too. about it. Is, is it's, it, it has that Destiny grind, and they just they just released the uh, the DLC with more with more maps and stuff. So, uh, okay. And it's it's really good. And uh, the, the characters all are very different and, and, and very interesting, but it's just a straight hack and slash and it's fun. You know, it's, it's, is this third person? No, first it's first person. person. First person. Okay. Which is crazy. Cause I was like, first person hack and slash. What? And it's, I was like, damn, this is not bad. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll look into that. Good deal. Yeah. And, you know, just as, as an aside, I have not started re playing it yet but uh, division two is another game that uh, we're going to play um with our community hopefully up there so all three of us have the game and so it's something that uh, we'll definitely let you know in the coming weeks on that so uh, and also what i've been playing uh, these last couple weeks uh, titan quest of course has been kind of my my mainstay a little bit uh, i think desmond when you came over yesterday you got to see kind of where i was at in the game i'm pretty much at almost at the end of the uh egyptian egyptian the egypt area which yeah. is there's like three areas in the game greece egypt and i believe there's an asian area which i haven't gotten to yet so so still enthralled by that game and just all the loots you know and desmond laughs at me every time i get you have no more room and i have to go back into town and sell all my menial loot i'm sitting on like a little bit over three million in in gold in the game right now so it's just the way i roll with those type of games so um also been playing alliance alive hd remastered this is a uh, rpg from published by nis america um it is uh pretty cool game it's a port of a game that was originally published on the 3ds on there i kind of noted at least at the beginning that the combat's kind of rudimentary a little bit on there but uh uh, i like the art style on their story it's pretty cool but it's where you are in a particular world where humans are looked as inferior on there that the uh, animals um for whatever reason have become the uh, superior life form on the planet on there. So, so, and so there's a lot of racism between the furries and the humans in this particular world on that. So what game is this again? Uh, Alliance alive. Oh yeah. Sorry. I, I, I have it for DS. Yeah. No, 3DS, right? 3D, yeah. 3DS. All right. I've also been playing Hot Shots Tennis. I've been playing a grip of this, actually. So uh, this is a PS2 uh, game on PS4. It's like one of those remastered games that they brought out a couple of years ago. 
managed to just pull that into my playlist and have been playing it quite a bit on there. Uh, good arcadey tennis always gets me down uh, for the count, and I've loved Hot Shots Golf and Everybody's Golf in the past, so it's just kind of been a good comfort food kind of game and been unlocking characters. Uh, one thing I was notating to you, Kev, a couple nights ago is that this game, it, it, it definitely is a PS2 game because of the fact that um, you know, some of the racial profiling on some of the characters that I'm unlocking over here. Um, they have this one particular character called Big Chief, and this is a big Indian guy with a, like an Indian headdress, and he just makes all these like grunting noises and says, "I'm big," and all of a sudden, crap. <laughs> yeah, just like it's like I was actually like just talking to the TV. He's like, "Really." <laughs> I, you know, I'm not one to be like politically correct or anything, but you know, it's like uh, it's like playing it, Super Punch it, Out on Super is Nintendo. Is it power instinct level or not quite at not quite that that bad? Uh, I think it's power instinct bad. So, <laughs> yikes! And of course, they have a little black kid with sunglasses. I told you he had like a ghetto blaster and some chains. Of course, he's. <laughs> He's, he's, he looks like Arnold Drummond. Like he looks like a modern Arnold Drummond with chains, and then you unlock like afros and other accoutrements for him. Like I think there is a disco suit too. So it's like, oh lordy, yeah, I may have to get that now. <laughs> he's like he's really he's really small and he's doing backflips trying to get to the you know front of the net. You know, what game is this again? Hot Shots Tennis, sir. Hot Shots Tennis. Okay, game I might need to avoid. It's fine. <laughs> of course, they have this like typical like uh, Southern Belle type of blonde woman, of course, and you know, just yeah, you know, just typical characters, you know, cartoony characters. So it's fun, Desmond. It's okay. You you you, you know, it's not a bad game per se. I'll, I'll show you the characters. You know, just. The Blazing Saddles edition. <laughs> there you go. I don't know, Joe. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, my God. All right. And i also been playing Shovel Knight. Uh, you know, Treasure Trove just finally got released physically for um, Xbox and for Switch on their PS4 version. comes out, I think, sometime, you know, sometime this year. Uh, physically, but uh, for everyone that's bought in Shovel Knight digitally, um, all the content comes free of charge. So just in case you played this game in the past or queued it up on PlayStation Plus or anything like that. So I basically I want to go back in and play all four of the um, games in the particular collection on there. So I was dabbling with the first game again. You know, something where I picked up where I kind of left off restarted my playthroughs so so if you're not familiar with shovel knight that's just so classic like uh, nes inspired 2d uh, platforming action i consider it just as good as mega man or as castlevania so it's definitely worth a playthrough if you have never um, gone through it previously and then uh, i've been playing uh, my xbox a little bit so i've been firing that up um, I've been playing uh, this game called Creature in the World that's on Games Pass. It kind of reminds me of a combination of a... Um, it's like a, a story-based puzzler uh, with some like aspects of Breakout slash Warlords, if you remember Warlords from back in the day. Like, way, way back in the day. Yep. On that, so... 
So game's interesting. Uh, you play as a robot that's finally woken up in a, a world that basically is covered in like a continuous dust storm on there. And so part of it is that you're you know going through trying to reactivate machines that haven't been awakened for you know centuries on that. So. And so the, the gameplay loop is that you activate these like balls of energy and you kind of bounce them everywhere in the stage and it helps open up uh, certain doors and it has like a pinball slash breakout slash warlords type of uh, gameplay loop with it. So it's, what's it's the name of this game again? Uh, Creature in the Well. Creature in the what? Creature in the Well. Creature in the Well. That's right. Okay. It's a really weird. I mean, I've seen I've seen some streamers play it and it's like. You're running around trying to do stuff, and there's this there's this thing in the background in the dark areas of the game, and it like talks to you and it taunts yeah. you, and then yeah. and then when you die, it throws you out of the of the area, and then you have to run back in and do your stuff. It's a really like it's very stylized, but it just it's looks very stylized. It's yeah, very creepy though, because literally, it's like you'll be walking and doing some stuff, and then the eyes will pop up in the in the dark areas of the game. And it'll just look at you, and then it'll go, it'll like slither away. So you don't even, you don't know what it is or anything. It's just, it's kind of spooky. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. the whole premise. You're being taunted by the um, machine, basically, that is established in this world. So, and the game kind of starts out where you see like a mother and daughter talking about wanting to see a blue sky, because uh, in, in the world that the game is based in, basically the whole world is basically just covered in you know 24 7 dust basically so mm-hmm. on that so so i'm going to continue to play that and kind of check that out um played a little bit of the untitled goose game on there, so. <laughs> yeah uh you know i know it's it's the runaway gameplay hit <laughs> it seems like it's okay it's it's quirky uh i only played a little bit i think desmond you got to see my playthrough last night so yeah. Um, yeah, it's okay. I don't know if it's something I'm gonna go back to. I'm definitely. Uh, it's, I think it has its charms. I think it's cute on there, so it might be worthy of a playthrough. It's a, it's a, a fan of. If you listen to the uh, Gamer Husbands podcast, our um, my fellow co-host Rick named one of his games of the decade. So that's how enthralled he is with this. So, and of course, uh, Lefty Brown is also. Uh, liking the game quite a bit so um also played a little bit of mercenaries playground of destruction on my xbox one x uh, this became like uh, backwards compatible it was like a games with gold game um i'm very familiar with this title and desmond you watched me play a little bit last night but i played a little bit more after you guys left on there and i actually wound up uh, getting uh like the two of clubs and the three of clubs so kind of back got back into the controls of it but if you never played this game this game came out back on uh, 2005 on the xbox the original xbox i want to say xbox one but (laughs) (laughs) or and also on the playstation but uh, this is a very open world game but not really open world like we would deem it nowadays it's more like a gta type of game where you're going and just taking down uh uh, enemies in the field on there you're basically invading north korea how topical so <laughs> mm. on that and trying to take down the um uh reigning uh, despot of terror in the particular game so so um i'm probably i'm gonna go back and play that a little bit more 
Um, also played a pinball game that's on uh, Games Pass called Demon's Tilt. Uh, was kind of hesitant about it before because I saw that it doesn't cover the entire screen. But, uh, you know, it's just something where I actually played and played it like about five or six different times. And it's a really good pinball game. I got to really say it kind of brings me back to um, Devil's Crush, if you remember that game back in the day on the Genesis or on the Turbo Graphics 16. On there, kind of, it's almost like a mod to those two titles, Alien Crush and Demons Crush, on there, and so I'm was very happy with it. I know it's on the Switch, and it's something I might actually pick up on the Switch at some point, so I could play with my Flip Grip on there. If you're not familiar with what a Flip Grip is, you're able to play the Switch uh, not uh, horizontally but vertically, like if you're playing an old school like uh, Shmup or something like that. And so this flip grip will let you put the controllers on so you could uh, have the screen vertical on that. So I might pick it up on there just so I could play it uh, on the screen and just have this like viewpoint of it. So also on the Xbox, I uh, bought the Nights into Dreams, the old Sega Saturn game. And so I've been uh, playing that a bit. There's like an HD remaster. This is a 360 game that came out quite a bit a few years ago that was a, uh, you know, like a re-release of the PS2 Knights game that came out and I definitely thought that did a good job as far as remastering and putting on the 360 and it plays really well on the Xbox One X so and then last but not least I fired up Dragon Quest 8 again on my 3DS and I'm going to try to finish it before starting Dragon Quest 11 on my Switch so so lots of gaming these last couple of weeks and I'm very glad for it so well, all right. That's uh, you had a good, a good, well, a well balanced gaming diet. You know it. <clears throat> <laughs> well, for me, uh, I've been playing a few things. Horizon Zero Dawn. I've been running through that. Uh, still enjoying that game. Fight and Rage. I'm still going through the the multiple endings in that. I unlocked the ability to play with a uh, computer-controlled AI character, so I can see the there are special endings for uh, finishing the game with two characters and then with three characters, so I'll run through all those endings. That, 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 that combo system is very addictive. Um, I still don't think it's as good as, as River City Girls, but it's very addictive in its own right, so I'm still enjoying that game a great deal. Um, because I worked through Christmas and New Year's, I was not able to see my nieces and nephews for, um, to give them their gifts. So, uh, this past, late this past, uh, late this past weekend, I was able to drop off their gifts. I got them some, I got them some drones and a little drone racing course that they can set up just to see if that would be something they'd be into. But uh, while uh, hanging out with them, my uh, my eldest, well, he's technically my great nephew because my youngest nephew is his father. Uh, my great nephew came up to me and he said, hey, Uncle, hey, Uncle Kevin, I've been playing uh, uh, Smash Brothers. So he's got like all these um, video clips and i you know i wasn't i you know at first i was like well he must be going through some of the different modes and 
No, nah, my man is going online. Uh, and he's very good. He's got he's got a bunch of characters in Elite Smash right now uh, already. And uh, we went online and he was showing me how he was in, in ranked. And I think he did about 10 matches and he beat everybody. Dang. I mean, he knows his uh, he knows his back airs and his tilts. And, you know, I'm asking him about characters because, I mean, I, I like Smash, but I have I'm I'm not as into it, but. <clears throat> you know, he's been using the controllers that I got him uh, for his birthday last year. These um, the the uh, power A's, and he really likes them. Although he's got, he was saying that for some characters, depending on the character, they make um, they cause there's like an action that they do that he doesn't want them to do. So he he says just because of that one thing, he kind of sort of likes the. GameCube controllers just a little bit better. So I can't remember. I don't think he's got GameCube controllers, so I might be hooking him up with that. But uh, his school, just before the Christmas holiday break, held a Smash Brothers Ultimate Tournament, and he won that. So I was talking to him, and I said, well... uh, is, are, is tournament play something you're kind of sort of interested in? He said, yeah, I am. So I think as we approach, uh, uh, I'm going to look into some, see if there's some, try to locate some local tournaments uh, right around spring break and definitely into into summer and see if he's going to be interested in participating. Um, what I ideally would do if he's really into it and i don't know what the i'd have to investigate the prerequisites is i would like to take him to evo if uh and let him compete in the smash tournament there wow uh he's good i mean and i'm and i'm not just saying that because because he's my nephew the boy got some skills um so if he uh, i'll see how he feels about it and uh I'm gonna look into look into some uh, maybe trying to do preferably I would like to do locals first. That way he can get his first experience at quote unquote tournament play. You know, outside of his uh, friends and school, and see if it's something he'd really like to do. And if it's something he'd really like to do, um, I'll see if he would be interested in going to Evo and uh, try and make that happen. Um, yeah. Also, take him the, down to Blue Shell. Hmm? Blue Shell has a um, tournament area in okay. Columbus. So, okay, I'll, def- I'll I'll check that out. Then that'll be something. That well, that's definitely as local as local can be. So, know it. Uh, I'll see if that would be if he'd be interested in checking that out. Um, also, his dad bought him uh, Dragon Ball Fighters uh, for Switch, and he loves the game. And uh, the problem with that is he's playing it on the Switch. And the Switch, at least when we were trying to, to, to get online with matches, there's like nobody playing. And I oh. said, yeah, you got this on the wrong system. <laughs> so I'm going to hook him up with um, 
uh, the the deluxe edition, I think. That way he can get all the, the DLC characters. Uh, he's like me. He wants to he wants to try Broly, but he doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have any of the DLC. I said, well, you know, don't worry about it. I said, you've got you've got this on the wrong system. And his dad has a his dad has a PS4 and an Xbox. So the next time he comes over, I'm gonna let him use um, I'm gonna let him use my arcade sticks or my arcade stick for the PS4. Uh, which is a com- uh, the Quamba Dragon. The Quamba Dragon would not be ideal for him, because, especially if he wants to do tournament play with that as well, because um, it's so freaking heavy. Mm. But uh, there is a Quamba uh, tournament tournament stick that is a lot lighter, so if he digs that, I'll pick that up for him. Uh, but most importantly, I want to see if he if he's a pad player or a stick player. Um, because his only experience with Dragon Ball Fighter so far has been on the uh, Pro Controller on the Switch. So I'll see how he feels about using a DualShock or if he, uh, or if maybe a fighting game-based pad might be more in his, uh, more of his, his preference. So he's definitely my nephew. <laughs> he's got the... Uh, uh, he's got the he's he's got that uh, that interest in fighting games. It's just it's just so much. It's just so cool to see him uh, grow into that uh, right now. Uh, so it's going to be like one more thing that we can that we can bond over. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, as far as other games that I've been playing personally, I've been playing uh, Grid. Still working my way through all the uh, the uh, races in that game. Still having a blast. And tonight, earlier this evening, I jumped back into Monster Hunter World Iceborne, uh, running the longsword. And I like the long I like the longsword a lot. There are some. There's like a peculiarly a peculiarity peculiarly peculiarity i'm probably i'm I'm tongue-tied with that word for some reason um you have to execute a what they call like a windmill slash in order to raise the meter of the sword which basically allows you to do that that thrust and then you jump way high in the air and you come down on the monster's weak point and i'm having a having trouble getting the timing down of that uh, so I'm going to, I'll be checking out YouTube and looking at some tutorials with that. So, uh, yep. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do your, um, you gotta build it up completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's like three levels. Yeah. There's like white, yellow, and red. And I can get, I can, I can get it to white, but I can't figure out what I need to do to get it to the other two, um, the other two, uh, stages. So I'm doing the wrong move or something. But uh, yeah, I like the longsword, so I'm going to be checking that. I'm going to be u- utilizing that, so I'm jumping back into that game probably on a regular basis. So going to be rocking with that. And um, let's see, there was one more game that I was playing. Uh, I don't have it on my list, so I oh um, I pick. I was mentioning to you guys. Uh, before we started recording, I picked up uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 and Jedi Fallen Order. I actually picked up Jedi Fallen Order on the on the Bonex, so 
Um, when I went to Best Buy, uh, I couldn't. I guess I couldn't get the clerk to go and check to see if they had the PlayStation copies in the back, which I'm sure they did. Um, but uh, I just said, you know what, screw it. I'll just go ahead and pick up the Xbox version. So I got that, and I picked up Luigi Mansions, Luigi's Mansion 3, neither one of which I have played yet, but uh, I got some uh, gift card cash for my in-laws for my birthday, so that was really nice uh, for them to do. So I used some of that on, that, on those two games. So that is what we have been playing. Uh, so from there, we're going to move into our Vessel Line. We got a question. Oh, what? Uh, I, I was just going to go ahead and. Oh, you're going to read it off? Okay. Read fine. it off, yeah. So, from our good friend, uh, who is this? Alberco. Alberco. Okay, I yeah. didn't see. I didn't see the name there. Uh, shout out to Alberco for sending in this question. With all the latest rumors about a Nintendo Switch Pro, what do you guys want it to have to be considered Pro? and worthy of an upgrade for the consumer. So, Dez, since you're the one who's been playing the Switch the most out of the three of us, I want to toss this question out to you. What would the Pro need to have for you to be considered a Pro and a possible purchase? Uh, well, number one, it's got to be a good value for, for its price. So, you, you can't be coming out with like something that's super super um expensive number one so don't don't come making it super expensive i don't want any of that no not at all what would you consider overpriced for a switch pro uh anything over 399 would be crazy in my opinion like if like if we're willing to do like another another uh hundred dollars on it i could see that um, that way you have that way you have one each price point, that that would be okay, uh one one ninety nine two ninety nine three ninety nine, um, but you also need to have it um you got to have, um, high def. It's got to have a high def connection. It's got to be crisp. It's got to be clean. Uh, it's got to have a lot more uh power. Um, I'm thinking you should they should integrate some kind of storage i know you can put um micro sds in it but like maybe two micro sds that way you can store more games that way they can if, if they're if they're really gonna expect you to be downloading all kinds of like down um dlc content you know maybe another micro sd slot you can choose between the two um something like that you know that 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 adds more you know uh, to the consumer, uh, but definitely it's got to be high def. Like you, I'm, you, you, I don't, I can't see them not doing that. Like I would be very hard pressed if they if they didn't do anything with 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 no high def. And, and that's always one of the things. You mean like 4K? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like mm -hmm. I, it, it, there's no reason why the why the picture can't look better. You know, like we have the technology. You know, make it work, Nintendo. Um, but the, those are just a, those are just a quick things that I think would have to justify its price point, you know, and justify a rebuy. Because I just bought the um, the 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 Switch Lite, and I'm loving it. 
I'm loving it for what it for for what I'm getting for it. It's portable. It the the it lasts long with the with the size of the screen. It looks good. Like I don't need to have it super crazy high def. You know, it's not like Vita levels of amazing, but but it, it it's good. You know, for what I have. So if you're gonna do that, you're gonna have to make it just like blow up or something. I don't know. <laughs> Joe, what about you? Uh, just looking at the kind of rumors right now and whatnot, um, granted it's all rumors, of course, um, they stated that I guess that the, the, uh, updated switch pro might have a, um, a, a magnesium alloy body instead of plastic, having it like be some sort of, uh, a metal frame of some sort and also come with a better CPU included so that more games can be ported to it <laughs> on there. So, and maybe to be able to run some of the games a little bit better, like, you know, uh, Zelda, uh, the Link's Awakening that just came out has some slowdown in certain areas. I know Xenoblade Chronicles 2 runs uh, at times a little bit uh, laggy or slow on there, especially with the, um, you know, not TV play, but portable play, just so that the games might run just a little bit better, you know, not just... Uh, in dock mode but also in portable mode as well on there a lot of people have been complaining and wanting bluetooth um enabled with the uh, switch os as well because you know obviously there's no bluetooth available for it on there so but i'm thinking for nintendo especially if they do bump up the uh, cpu and the gpu there might be an ability to be able to put a lot of the like you know regular ps4 and xbox one games on the to the system on there so and i i I could definitely see it i mean as long as it runs what's on the system better yes you know and uh you know as far as porting over stuff like final fantasy 7 remake and kingdom hearts 3 you know all the games that are currently out for the uh, current generation consoles on there i mean monster Hunter world on the switch maybe uh, would be something that would kind of be noteworthy, I guess, on there. Kind of old news for you know guys like us, but you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I think playing these games on the go might give you know these games longer legs per se, or more put more money into the publisher's pockets on there. So, and you know, hell, I would. I would love to just buy a Switch that's not a Switch, you know, just like the Switch Lite is basically all portable. Give me a damn Switch, <laughs> a home Switch that, you know, I don't have to worry about sc- a screen and taking it on the go and <laughs> all that because I would definitely pay for a souped-up Switch that, that is just a home console, but I don't think they're ever going to bring something like that out. I don't know. If, would that be something that you would like to see, Kev? Well, yeah, that was exactly what I was going to mention. Um Given what they've done with the Switch Lite, which you cannot connect it to, you cannot dock it uh, to your television and play games that way. And you've got the the core, you know, original Switch model, which is kind of like trying to s- swim between two streams with the portability and the traditional uh, console. In my mind, a Switch Pro is going to have to be at least at least as powerful as the base systems for this current gen. Um, Mm. 
what and the only way that you're going to get that at a reasonable price would be to cut out the portability and make it basically a set top box um, i actually think that would be pretty dope um focus uh or maybe you know maybe you could maybe this could be something that could fit it with as far as power goes if you're going to charge 400 bucks for it it would have to be in power somewhere between a, a playstation 4 pro and maybe a 1x you know considering the 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 power somewhere in between the power difference between on paper with those two systems um but cut out the portability you've got the switch light for that for those like me who never take my switch anywhere this would be practically an automated upgrade uh because i would definitely trade in my my current switch for pro if if it was focused on straight set top box gaming because i just don't do a whole lot of portable portable gaming anymore but I think third, uh, Nintendo's going to have to come up with some games that would justify the need for 4K. Um, I can definitely see the uh, the the upgrade in hardware to be able to address things like frame rate. But the current art style for first-party Nintendo games does not need powerful hardware. Um, nope. You know, I look at Smash <laughs> Brothers, I look at Mario Odyssey, I look at any first-party Nintendo game uh, for the Switch, and none of those engines require heavy hardware. They, they just don't. So I think in order for a Switch Pro to make any degree of sense, it's going to have to launch with a game a first-party Nintendo game, either a reimagining of uh, of of a game that's already that that's in their in their library, or a completely new IP. Personally, I would say you launch a Switch Pro with a reimagined uh, Metroid, uh, realistic graphics, uh, lots of textures and. All that, all that fancy tech talk that that everybody likes to talk about, with regards to a beautiful first-party game, as far as how it's presented graphically. You come out with a reimagined Metroid. I don't care if it's you know if it's first-person or side view or whatever, but you come out with a with a reimagined Metroid, um, kind of like how pop, how uh, impressive. Those that that series was on the GameCube, and you let that be your your flagship present your flagship game for a Switch Pro, sold. You know, and have it you know, have it with those realistic you know non cartoony graphics, uh, emphasizing all the the tech goodness that we described that that we apply to top-tier, graphically impressive games nowadays, then I think they've got a winner. But I, to me, if it's portable, it's really not that, because Nintendo is definitely priced, they try to stay within a certain price range. 
and I don't see them coming up with a portable equivalent of a you know of an Xbox One or a PlayStation Four. Um, come ha- see them see them being able to do that for a reasonable price. So if they can make that straight up set top boxy, make it you know at PS4 Pro Xbox One X level graphics and you come out with a game to showcase that power it's done deal in my book yeah i could circ- i could definitely see it i could see that you know as far as set top box i don't think they're gonna do that i think it's still gonna be a portable system i have a love a set top box maybe release this uh same system as a set top box or 300 <laughs> That would like you know be the bomb in my opinion. Now, you as a Switch fan, Des, if they release like a more powerful system, but um, have it to where it's not portable, is that something where you would even want to bother with? Because of the fact that uh, if they have some ability to be able to play these games still on the go on your Switch Lite, would that be something you'd be interested in going back but, and forth? But would they be able to do that? Okay, okay. So putting tech aside, putting tech aside, yeah. Okay, if they were able to shove, you know, amazing graphics or whatever on a cart that I'm able to do, that I'm able to play both on on the handheld Switch Lite and this new Switch Pro, um, yeah. I probably would not buy it. Gotcha. Only because, again, but it's based on the price, you know, because for me, Kevin, Kevin, I mean, Kevin hit the nail right on the head. These games don't need super hardcore processing power. You know, yeah. they just need to look good, you know, and if you're able, I mean, yeah. by that, I mean, like crisper textures, you know, poppier color, you know, just just that high def look. And if they're able to do that on a cart. Well, then, yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would buy it because I'm having way too much fun on my on my light and the games that I'm playing on my light just don't they don't need it. They They, they just don't need it. So I personally don't see the reason why. They need to need to even have a pro right now, you know. I don't think Nintendo's hurting for for money, but or or, or hurting to to stay up with the big boys. Nintendo's just doing what Nintendo does. So, yeah. so I hope this is all a rumor, you know, and it doesn't come to pass. But if it does, you know, we'll see. But I agree with Kevin; they're gonna have to come out the box with something, you know, something amazing um, to justify it. So. I could definitely see Metroid. I could definitely see Breath of the Wild 2 with an additional pro mode on there. Um, I was doing a little digging, too, and um, I guess for whatever reason, I didn't know, but uh, that uh, Capcom is working on the next portable Monster Hunter at the moment. So, uh, Yashinori uh, Shinonose on here the director of monster hunter generations ultimate has been working on another monster hunter project aside from monster hunter world on there and so um rumor is it's going to be the next monster hunter game for switch on that so so if that is comes to pass and there is a new monster hunter game for the switch that is separate from Monster Hunter World, that will definitely be a Mega 10 <laughs> and a half, at least in Japan. I think it'd be Mega 10 for me, too. But uh, I'd buy it. You know, <laughs> I'd buy it, too. But what if it's like pro only or something <laughs> where it comes out? I'd have to buy a pro now, wouldn't I? 
Yes, probably. So, <laughs> so we'll we'll see how everything rolls with everything. But it's, you know, to me, it's like bring this pro out. You know, maybe have this new Monster Hunter, new Zelda Breath of the Wild two with the pro mode, uh, new Metroid, uh, possibly Call of Duty port, uh, Final Fantasy seven port. You know, so I would like a new Castlevania, with, actually. I don't know if Konami has it in them, really. But <laughs> they don't. But we can wish. Yeah, we're gonna see something like Contra Hardcore with Castlevania. <laughs> don't, 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 don't even, don't even speak that. Bloodstain is your one, and it runs like crap on the Switch. So, runs like crap. But uh, thank you, Alberto. Hopefully, we answered your question. We murdered it. We uh, took it in the back and <laughs> took care of it. So, on there. So you kind of got our viewpoints on that. So. All right, so with that, we're going to slide into our news section. All right, just got a few news articles and a few things to discuss with you gentlemen. Uh, First news item is an update for a game that me and you and I think Des, you might have checked this game out too. I'm not sure if this was at the uh, last... um, particular PlayStation experience on there, but this is a particular game Lost Soul Aside on there. We've been kind of waiting as far as this game to finally get released. Uh, this was a uh, part of a PlayStation exi- exhibition at the last PlayStation experience where um, they were showing this game off where a number of different Chinese creators were having the game available. So on there. So and uh, basically the creator of the game, uh, Yang Bing, posted on uh, Twitter that he mentioned the fact that he wants to launch the game by the end of 2020 on that. So, And then he further followed up uh, stating that it's his wish that this game uh, is released at some point on there, but there's no solid release date for it yet, which is kind of a bummer, but uh, you know, I've been looking forward to this game. I know, Kevin, if you want to go on a little bit more about what makes this game special for you, uh, it's basically a game that's in the kind of in the same vein as a Devil May Cry. It's very difficult. It's very fast, and it's very pretty. Um, you have, I think, there you have like this spirit dragon that uh, you can work into your combos. Yeah, it, it's really just kind of like a dragon's head with like uh, kind of like a comet's tail behind it but you can utilize it in your attacks and the game just looks phenomenal and the fact that it was done by basically one guy um i would assume that now that it's got some traction that uh china studio has has uh applied some additional uh tech help and personnel to uh wrap up development of the game but it was a project initially started by this one dude, and um, it's definitely a game that is is in my wheelhouse. I mean, beat 'em ups are my favorite genre, um, so I'll, I'll be I'll be there whenever there's a release date. I will definitely be picking this game up. I'm definitely interested too, all we'll to see what comes about, but hopefully. Uh, his game comes out prior to the next generation launch. I just don't want to see it get kind of set aside. Hopefully, if, if that happens where he's not able to get it out 
in a certain amount of time, maybe it'll be like one of these games that help kind of fill out the gap, especially with the new system coming out, maybe being the PS5, um, Xbox uh, Series X type of release. I can't remember um, this game. So. Like, I can't remember seeing this, you know. You only, you only went to the PlayStation Experience in San Francisco, right? Yeah, it was probably wasn't released by then. What's the game again? Lost Soul Aside. Lost Soul Aside? No, I've never... Mm-hmm. I have to I have to watch the trailer on this. Yeah, it's pretty hot, pretty hot. Okay. So. All right, and so also this past week there was a Pokemon Direct that was held, and so there's a few things that were announced on there. Um, Nintendo did announce a, a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, which is a, a Switch port of a game that was initially on the uh, Game Boy Advance and also on the uh, Nintendo DS on there. This is actually a remake of that game. Uh, that game was originally uh, released like in two separate versions, just like every Pokemon game, of course. It adds to the fact that originally that it was uh, released for both GBA and also for DS on there. But uh, the uh, game that's coming out for Switch is incorporating both versions of the game within the same cart on there so and it is definitely something to where it is in the mystery dungeon series for uh pokemon on there so there's a pool of 16 different pokemon to choose from uh you're basically the plot line of the game is like you are becoming a pokemon you're actually a human being and you're sitting there talking with all these uh pokemon and so on and so forth so you got to figure out some way to get back home on there so premise of the game so it's a cute game um i enjoyed the original mystery dungeon way back in the day on the ds and um gba specifically i uh, know i've got there's a demo for it right now it's going to be launching on march the 6th 2020 for the switch on that but uh something kind of looking forward to checking out at least the demo and seeing if it's going to be worthy of a purchase i know there's a lot of games coming out in march so you know to keep an eye out for that on that i saw that you did download this demo des have you had a chance to check it out or are you interested in it i have never played a uh pokemon dungeon game i think i might have dabbled in the first one because you bought it maybe it was the second one i don't even know but i don't know i mean it's a demo i'll play the demo and if i like it i'll pick it up i really have no thoughts about it honestly you know i uh, it's just a secondary thing uh, was this? This wasn't the one with the Poke Rangers, Poke, uh, Pokemon Rangers. This isn't that. No, one. no, no. It's a the, the different side series. Yeah, yeah this right. is uh, basically. Uh, there's this particular company in Japan called Chunsoft, and they've been releasing like um, this particular um, roguelike uh, RPG series called Sharon the Wanderer mm-hmm. on there, and they've released quite a few uh the games in the series but they basically have procedurally generated dungeons on there and so they brought forth uh, mystery dungeon games for both uh nintendo with pokemon mystery dungeon there's also been chocobo's mystery dungeon as well that is in the same uh, series where uh, they imported final fantasy characters uh, into the game as well on there so it's just this one particular company that's uh been basically riffing off the same, uh, you know, procedurally generated roguelike uh, dungeon crawlers. It's kind of like Moonlighter or games of that mm-hmm. ilk where, you know, yeah. going in and each dungeon is different each time you go in. Yeah. So. So. But I'm, I mean, 
I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll, I'll try it out. Now, if they were to bring back a Pokemon Ranger game, I like that game. So, but yeah. we'll see. There's no tets- well, I guess as long as you have a stylus that goes crazy with the circles on the Pokemon Ranger, but uh, um, just use your finger. No, it. <laughs> All right, and then also Pokemon did get a announcement for an expansion coming out for Sword and Shield. Of course, all the uh, quote-unquote butthurt uh, Poke fans out there, especially people that want a national Pokedex with all the different Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, were griping and moaning because of the fact that they felt like a lot of the um, Pokemon that are being introduced with the expansion should have been included to begin with on there. But... Uh, uh, basically, there's two different expansions. It's uh, different expansions for both Sword and Shield. Uh, there, the one for uh, Sword is called the Isle Isle of Armor. Looks no, like here. No, they're both. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're Hold for on, both. It doesn't. Yeah, there's no. Uh, there's no. It depends. Oh, yeah. It depends on which one you have. The it depends on which carts you have when you download it. It'll it'll uh, download, I guess, accordingly. Because if you have like shield, you meet a different character, and if you have um, sword, you'll meet a different character. There's like two different um, uh, Pokemon oh, two parts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's only one D- D- DLC, but when you download it, the DLC I guess will know which cart you have, and it will give you the the right stuff accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to the article, the first expansion pass is called the Isle of Armor. It's yep. coming out in June. On there, and then sometime in fall 2020, they're uh, having a second part, which is called the Crown Tundra. Yes. On there, so so the Crown Tundra is going to be a snow-ridden, desolate area populated by small communities. On there, there's a variety of legendary Pokemon that's included. On there, um, there's brand new Pokemon included, including a uh, one called Cubfu, which is a fighting type mythical Pokemon. Um, by a new character called Mustard. What a what a name on there. So. <laughs> and then Kubfu can evolve into Urshifu, which also has uh, two forms on there. Uh, Calrex is a psychic glass uh, legendary from the Crown Tundra. Uh, it looks like a psychic type of some sort. Yeah, psychic and grass. Yeah, it's psychic there, grass. So. And then that 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 Kubfu guy you get in the in the uh region of honor or whatever it's called armor is when you get him yeah meet the new guy and you do you can evolve him into different different stances so he has one stance that's like a like a like a super powerful one hit stance and then you have like a bruce lee stance which is he can attack multiple he has like a multiple different attacks but it's a fighting type and looks like a bear and it's really cool though because his um his bandana it's like it's like reuse or ruse a used bandana from Street Fighter, but depending on which version you get, um, the bandana like will change. Uh, it's weird because the bandana is part of his his hair, and it's and like one is kind of flowing back, and the other one kind of comes down like a samurai armor. It's really it's like his design is really cool. Like I was like, this is this is this is sweet. So I'm I'm really excited for these DLCs and there's and of course there's all different types of like new hairstyles and new. New uh, clothes that you can get and everything. So, so I'm sachet, sachet. So I am. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I can't lie. 
Uh, there's over uh, 200 Pokemon being added, uh, and in fact, notable is uh, the Galarian Slowpoke on there, which is going to be available in Sword and Shield right now with an update uh, that happened earlier this week yep. on there. So, And then what you're going to be able to do with the Slowpoke, it's a pure psychic type, and we'll have the ability Gluttony or Own Tempo, and then we'll be able to, with the expansion, to uh, evolve into a Galarian Slowbro in the Isle of Armor, and then uh, eventually go to his uh, last form, which is going to be a Galarian Slowking in the Crown Tendra on there, so I guess you can catch. Also, I think you can capture him now, though. Yeah, you could capture the slow bro, slow poke right now, and then evolve him, uh, basically with the new expansion. So, on that, and then there's going to be new Gigantamax forms in the game of certain Pokemon, and then new characters as well. Yeah, in, in and then char- in, yep, new characters, and I love it that the, that the the first character you meet is going to be different depending on which cart you got and then uh, or which version you got and then the Dynamax forms of your new of your starter Pokemons looks looks pretty cool too so I'm excited right. for it looks cool I mean I'm out to start playing sword uh, myself to be able to get into it but uh, I've not played a mainline Pokemon game in a minute so mm-hmm. so definitely something I'll look forward to uh, any of this uh, stir your Pokemon blood, Kevin, as far as curiosity about the, the game at all? Uh, I I really can't say one way or the other because, you know, this would be my first Pokemon Pokemon game, so... Uh, gotta catch them all, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sound very reluctant for some reason. So. I mean, I, 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 gotta be, I gotta be honest, it's like... And like maybe peer pressuring and, over here, you know. No, it, it's like I, some of these. Some if the if the dudes that have been down with Pokemon from the beginning aren't aren't in. And I mean, I, and I, I'm. It's not like it's a big deal. If I don't like the game, I can always take it back or hold on to it and wait for a trade sale, trade boost thing. It, you don't, know, it's don't, a, don't don't let it's the hard Nintendo first, first party. Well, the only reason I'm I'm giving this giving them more weight than I normally would because because this is a game series that I have never cared about. Yeah. You know, like at all. And for whatever reason when they when I saw the presentation, oh a giant Pokemon, oh these, you know, oh it's on the Switch. Oh for whatever reason, uh something 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 grabbed a hold of hold of me. Never in life a prior Pokemon game has ever attracted my attention in, in any way shape or form but if it's like if the cats that are down have been down with pokemon since day one have issue with it you know i in my opinion i'm giving that a little bit more weight than if this game was in a genre that i already that i was already into from the beginning you understand what i'm saying yeah, i understand what you're saying so you know Either way, you know, it, it, it's not going. It's not going. It's not going to kill me if I get the game and, and, and it turns out to be something that I don't like. I mean, I can always take it back or wait for a trade-in boost sale or something like that. It's a Nintendo first party. It's going to hold its value, so I'm not really all that worried about it. But I'm just kind of giving that a little bit more attention than I normally would. All right, good deal. And then I do have one last news story. This will probably stir some blood, at least a little bit. Uh, this is a 
uh, article um, interview with Matt Booty from uh, Microsoft on there. He is the head of Microsoft Game Studios on there. So, and um, in the interview with MCV, Booty has has remarks on compatibility. He says during the launch of the Xbox Series X game, rather than having an Xbox Series X exclusive, it will be Xbox exclusive, meaning that first-party games will be available for all Microsoft platforms, both new and existing. Uh, This is a quote. uh, As our content comes out over the next year, two years, all of our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down that family of devices, says Booty. We want them to want to make sure that if someone invests in Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel that they made a good investment and that we're committed to them with content on there. So it's well known that Microsoft was on the hunt inquiring first party studios. And for good reason, most of the qualms about the Xbox One generation deal with the lack of quality first party titles. Uh, there, um, not there are any, but none of them hit as hard as the competition a.k.a. Nintendo and PlayStation on there. So so in the end, a lot of people were kind of up in arms on there. Um, But in the end, the main goal is to have a quote-unquote steady slate of games on there. So they want to make sure that everyone is happy with their games pass and that um, all the games will be released from Xbox One all the way to Xbox Series X and also on PC as well on that. So, so, and I know at least my opinion about it. I see why they're doing it. I understand why they're doing it. Um, they're putting their service over their platform, their console on there. They're just including it as part of, uh, their platform versus uh, making the Xbox Series X like their main tentpole, uh, console on that which you know we'll have to see how their cards are played out as far as if this is going to be a big mistake on their part I think they should have really have thought about bringing the quote unquote heat <laughs> by bringing exclusives out for the uh, system day one and date and not uh, sit there and say that you know for the first couple of years just so we don't piss off any games pass subscribers with um, Series X exclusives that, uh, you know, that we're going to, you know, have it throughout all the different platforms on there. So I think we saw last generation when they tried to bring out like, you know, Titanfall on the original Xbox 360 along with the Xbox One, that they had to really work hard to get that game out on the 360. So I don't see... It being advantageous, I don't know. What, what's your guys' opinion, Kevin? I know you've already voiced your opinion quite a bit on Twitter this week, so. Yeah, this is stupid. Um, uh, I'll I'll just I'll just put it right out. This is dumb. Uh, Microsoft. I have never seen a company, any in any industry, give you so many reasons not to purchase their product. I mean. From games uh, on PC, games on, uh, uh, and not just PC, but native to Steam and and Epic Store. I mean, it at this point, it's like, why even bring out the system? Why even do it? I mean, I, I have 
when you buy when a new console comes out, this is how I envision new console releases in a series in in a, in a generational series. When I buy the console, I'm looking for those new gaming experiences. The same the the stuff the all the good stuff that I remember from the previous console continued on to this one, but more. Better graphics, more more gameplay ingenuity, all the all the the things that we expect when we get the next generation of a console or a car or whatever it is. You know, you expect you you want to see the next thing. What Microsoft is basically telling you is that if you go out and you buy this this Series X day one your first party content is going to be gimped by old tech because these games have to be able to run on the original Xbox One. If they're saying the entire line, that goes all the way to the to the connect laden original Xbox. Yep. So if it's got to run on that, it your your games can only be scaled so 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 far. Right. And people, well, they do it on PC all the time. Yeah. And how many times have we seen uh, games released for PC as which is by far the superior platform? If you take everything else out of the equation, PC is where you is the best place to play for all the reasons we already know. Right. But how many times have we seen games released for PC that run worse than the console version because they're not optimized, right? You know, oh, well, the, the frame rate's off, this is off, that is off. So scaling can only do so much. So you go out and you pay your $4.99 or $5.99 or whatever, however much this console is going to be, and your Halo Infinite is designed from the ground up to work on the original Xbox One. So that tells me that because this game was designed from the ground up to run on the original Xbox One, I'm not getting the maximum that this new hardware is going to give me. By default, I'm not. And 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 no, I don't see how anyone can convince can convince me otherwise. If I'm not, if if you're not going to make that move into the next generation with ex, with with your exclusives on that on that new console, then why release the freaking console? Why even do it? I mean, at at, at this point. It, it it's just getting absolutely ridiculous and you know the reason why it bothers me uh is because companies watch each other corporations observe what their competition is doing and don't think that sony and playstation is not looking at what microsoft is doing and seeing the revenue that they're generating on the console side of things without really doing anything. They're giving you services, they're plugging you into services, but as far as making real investment that you can see with the hardware, they haven't been doing that. They haven't really they haven't released uh uh what was the the, the last 
top tier release game uh, that Microsoft released was Gears 5. And before that was Gears 4, which was what, three years before it? Two years before it, something like that? Don't think that Sony isn't observing that. And if a big corporation can invest the minimum and still make big profits on the other end, they're going to do it. And I, as I mentioned in a, in, a, in a tweet, right now, Sony's biggest competition are its own internal studios. You know, you know, friendly competition between Guerrilla Games and, you know, um, the God of War people over there at Santa Monica, Santa Monica Studios and the folks over at Naughty Dog. You know, sometimes you see the, the, the little lighthearted jabs that they do, but they're all kind of helping each other. But how long is that going to really last? At what point is Sony going to say, okay, we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars in R&D and putting these games out, and our our competition is just pushing out services and basically mediocrity, because that's what this is. It's mediocrity. You're going to tell me that, that, you know, I'm getting a game for new hardware that's got that is that is ball and chain to the old tech that's mediocrity how long is that going to last before sony starts doing the same thing and that's my problem with this stuff because you know maybe money comes easier for a lot of people and that's fair enough but i work too damn hard for my for for my disposable income and i want the products that i invest in to at least work as hard as I do for the money that I earn to earn my, you know, and want them to work at least as hard to earn my business. And I don't want that. I don't want that dollar menu mediocrity to to infect the platform that I prefer to play on, because I guarantee you, if Microsoft is successful with this, it's coming to PlayStation 2. And I don't want to see that because I'm going to lose the new IP, the ingenuity, the uh, uh, pushing of different gameplay styles and genres that we have seen all throughout this generation of, of the PlayStation, I don't want to see that. And corporations copy off each other all the time. And, and you know, I want, I want somebody needs to have their foot on Sony's neck to push them to do even better. And it's obvious that Microsoft isn't going to do it. And at this point, I would rather have Microsoft be out of the console race and have another company come in who is going to do what what Microsoft should be doing as competing with Sony uh, in the sphere of game content. And if and just let Microsoft do the game pass. Throw Game Pass out there on every platform. I don't care. You know, that's that's the that's the that's the way they're going. That's the way they're going right now, anyway. But there's got to be somebody, and if it's Nintendo, you know, that would be fantastic too. But there's got to be somebody that pushes PlayStation to be even better, because if there isn't, there's no incentive for them to push forward. When, when your competition 
is making more money and bringing in additional rev and bringing in revenue without sinking that type of investment uh, at, at the front end. You know, why do it? You know, it's like a it's like a variant of uh, Moore's law, a variant of, of a corporate Moore's law. And I, I just don't want to I just don't want to see that. So uh, this is this is crazy. But oh, it's just off an article. So we'll keep in mind what happens in the future. No, it's coming from Matt Booty. He's telling you. Oh, I know. It would be I one thing. Interview, it would be yeah. one thing if this was some "quote unquote" secret insider. But Matt oh. Booty is telling you, "Hey, guess what? You're going to sink that money into this new platform. You ain't going to have nothing to really show it off for the next one to two years." Well, we'll see when <laughs> there's a digital foundry, you know, heads up, and we'll take a look. You know, Xbox One version of Halo Infinite versus the Xbox Series X version of Infinite versus the PC version of Infinite and see as far as what's really included. Hopefully, maybe if there might be some gimped version for the Xbox One, maybe some extra features and or content for the PC and or the Series X um, versions of the game. I mean, I could definitely see that. I just, you know, I, they have to be smart about it. Right now, I mean, I could see this is two sides of a coin, and they're playing definitely the bottom side of the coin, in my opinion, so... Yeah, this is you know, in, in my opinion, this is just dumb, and and it, the and what scares me is that Sony sees this be successful, and they start doing that dollar menu mediocrity over the over there, and and I just don't want to see it. That's why I have a problem because I had no intent. You know, if if I was on the fence about buying the the the, the Series X before. I sure as hell ain't buying it now, especially when you tell me that I'm not going to see anything for it for another year or two, you know. But I just don't want to, I don't want to see Sony start doing this stuff because, like I said, corporations need to be pushed to do better. They're not going to be inherently, they're not going to inherently do better just in and of themselves. And, you know. That's just that's just that's just how I see it. This is this is this is absolutely ridiculous. Any input, Desmond, on all this? No, not really. I mean, I have to agree with, with most of what Kevin said. It's just gonna it's just gonna. I mean, I really think that the, this is going in line with their wanting to go to an all digital. Because if it's going to become all digital, it doesn't matter. You know, um, it'll all be backwards compatible. You know? Yeah. So. Xbox Play Anywhere, basically. I mean, do I want to spend 500 bucks on a Series X or do I want to spend 500 bucks to upgrade my PC? I think I'd rather upgrade my PC. They're yep. not giving me any sort of incentive to get another box and under my TV along with all the other boxes I already have under my TV at the moment. So, uh, I mean, I have an Xbox One X. I mean, uh, don't look about upgrading that thing anytime soon. We'll have to see how the Series X um, games that are going to come out um, play on that versus on the Xbox One X. I just feel really bad for people to just own the Xbox One, but maybe X Cloud could help possibly. But even that, I mean, well, you know, is it is what it is. I know a lot of people, including yourself, Kevin, have disparaging opinions about all this, and so we'll have to see how they play it out. On there. I mean, I'm a Games Pass until 2021, so either way, I'm going to play what they have to offer, at least. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
You know, it's, it's just like it's, I don't know. It's just it's just crazy to me. I I think it's t- it's just really time for them to just pull out of the console race and let somebody else come in um, and and do it. Because like I said, Sony needs someone to stay on on stay on their ass to do even to do better. That's just that's just business in general. You know, Dodge came out with a Hellcat Challenger to push to a make their Challenger lineup better, but it's also going to force Ford to do better with the Mustang and Chevy to do better with the Camaro. You see, you see what I'm saying? If if, if there's no competition, then we get stagnated. uh, uh, We get stagnated products. And like I said, I work too damn hard for my money to uh, to put forth something on a product. I don't care what it is and not knowing that I'm getting the very best that this particular company is putting out. And Matt Booty is basically telling you. Yeah, you're going. You're you're good. You're going to get shafted because, <laughs> at least for that first one or two years, because you ain't going to see what this hardware can do, uh, because we're linking everything to the original Xbox One from the ground up. That's coming from our first party studio. That is retarded. Matt Booty is being booty. So very booty. <laughs> He's living up to his name. <laughs> Straight ass, shanky ass booty. Mm. So. All right, enough of that business. All right. And so we're going to, that's all for news this uh, particular episode. So we do have an, a f- short little feature about our most anticipated games of 2020. So let's go and bring that bad boy up. All right, Des, uh, what are you looking forward to in 2020? What's your top, what's your top three? Okay, and, and your and your wish, your one wish for gaming in 2020. So I have a, a small amount of honorable mentions. Uh, that would be uh, Godfall. Looks really cool. It is a uh, what is it a a, a, a hack looter and slash, shooter? Yeah, looter, looter shooter. brawler. Yeah, looter, looter brawler. brawler. So it's a slash and brawler looter type of thing. You know, looks good. Um, I watched. I watched a. Um, uh, a streamer uh, do a little bit about it, or, or one of these guys on YouTube, and they're showing a little bit about it. Um, so it looks pretty fun. I have no idea what to expect, but it looks fun. Uh, another one is uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, I've never played an Animal Crossing game in my life, and this one I'm kind of like, okay, you know, maybe I need to try an Animal Crossing. You know, I'll that slice of life kind of thing. So we'll, we'll see. So animal crossings kind of seems like it'd be kind of fun game. And then my last honorable mention is journey to the savage planet. I played it at, Oh, well, sorry. I watched Joe play it at, uh, PAX, um, pre-ordered it. It looks fun. Actually, I did play it. I did play it with Joe. Uh, yeah, looks fun. It. Uh, I think you could play multiplayer with it. We can run around, on this weird thing it looks like a very satirical game and it looks fun so i'm definitely going to uh i have it pre-ordered uh joe said hey this is a, probably going to be a lower uh lower print run game you should probably you should probably pre-order it that way you make sure you get it and um i've been taking joe's word for it so i pre-ordered it uh it comes out the end of this month and so we'll see 
So, my top three games, starting with number three uh, of most anticipated games, is number three would be Ghost of uh, uh, Tsushima. Uh, I have, don't really know much about it, but I love uh, Edo Era. I think it's Edo Era Japan, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think the story is going to be good, I hope. And um, it just looks really good. So, uh, I'm really excited to play that game. Uh, number two is Marvel's Avengers. Um, I'm hoping that it lives up to what little hype it's getting right now, because when those character models came out, people were like, what? So, so we'll see. I I cannot wait to see what it's going to be like. Again, I'm a comic book fan. I am a Marvel fan. So I'm just hoping that it looks or, or the experience is are good and with its you know we're going to be adding people um uh, adding more characters later and i guess like hank pym is in it and so i'm wanting to see what this you know what i just want to see what they're creating with this game series uh for avengers to see what it's like i'm, I'm just i'm curious and i want to see what it's like so so i'll pick that up and then my number one which is very interesting is uh psychonauts 2 Yep, Psychonauts is coming back. The folks over at Double Fine are doing uh, doing another Psychonauts. I played the first one uh, almost to completion. Um, it's a fun game. I've always been a fan of Tim Schafer and all those all those guys over at Double Fine. And when they said that the Psychonauts two was coming out, I was like, "Well, that's a day one purchase for me." Um, and uh, the graphics look cool. It's just a very fun. A quirky game, and I've played most of the Double Fine games, and to have them have like a a big, you know, big, you know, double A release of Psychonauts is just, it's just, you know, candy. So like, yay! So I I can't wait for that. And then my my the game that I that 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 I I guess my game wish, which will never happen, but I'll do it. Joe said, "Hey, game your game you want, you know, you love." Uh, mine would be I'm calling it Jade Kingdom, because it would be a a second uh, Jade Empire. So I want another Jade Empire, and I think they should call it Jade Kingdom. And I don't know what they do with it. I hope it's not an MMO. An MMO. Just make it uh, another. You know, just ugh, I don't know. I, I I want I want those grand scale games to come back. Like I want. I want a Jade Kingdom version of like Skyrim, you know, but but just just with martial arts. Like why aren't people doing that? You know, kung fu movies are amazing. People love kung fu. Why don't we have a kung fu RPG? I mean, we do kind of in uh Shinmu, but like no, I want like next gen level kung fu rpg you know where you go and you learn styles and you can chain styles together i just like make that happen somebody and i hope it's in the jade empire or jade uh jade empire um universe so so those are mine uh joe what are yours uh i have a couple i have a honorable mentions to uh just like you mentioned as a Journey to the center. Savage planet. Uh, yeah, I always kind of get tongue-tied with that one for some reason. So, uh, and It's coming out in the next couple of weeks, too. So it's like, geez. <laughs> so, 
but um, also, too, I'm looking forward to Yakuza Collection finally coming out physically. Yakuza 5 is going to be out digitally, I think, next month. That's going to cap this thing off and press this thing out on discs, of course. Um, looking forward to uh, Man Eater. I think Kevin probably would probably put this as honorable mention as well mm-hmm. on there. Uh, that that's Tripwire's Shark PG, uh, you know, Shark Brawler. I don't know if it's a brawler, but you do eat people and you do combo. So yeah, it's like quite awesome. So, but my top three, uh, my third most wanted game, uh, Ghost of Tsushima on there i've been waiting for this game for a year and a day and it looks gorgeous and um, i'm definitely a fan of samurai games and so this is definitely on my radar for summer of 2020 Um, my number two is going to be on the switch uh, xenoblade chronicles remastered uh, which is rumored to come out in may on there there's a nintendo direct coming up with uh, a lot of anticipated hype and so we'll definitely see if that rumor is the truth or not but uh, I love this game on the Wii I love it on the 3DS and uh, looking forward to it on the Switch on that my number one is uh, the uh, Megaton that uh, Xbox and Phil Spencer brought to uh, E3 2019 and it is the English release for Fantasy Star Online 2 I finally get to play this game after seven, eight years of waiting for this thing since it was initially released in Japan way back when. Uh, Microsoft helped to fund this. Microsoft is bringing it out first on the Xbox. Uh, one initially uh, going to come out for PC afterwards, and then from there probably kind of go to the other platforms. But uh, there's an open beta for it right now. Sign-ups for it at least. Uh, it's going to start pretty soon in the next week or two, so I'll definitely be... Uh, is if I'm able to speak of the closed beta and be able to talk about how the game is coming along, but I'm definitely looking forward to that uh, quite a bit on that. And as far as my gaming wish for 2020, uh, I almost want to cheat and do too, but uh, my gaming wish for 2020 is going to be that the uh, previously announced retro consoles uh, are actually released in 2020 and they actually are good on there. So, and that includes the Polymega, which incorporates what the PS1, Saturn, Neo Geo CD, Turbo CD, and uh, also to the Analog Pocket, which is going to have all the Game Boy Advance, Game Boy. Uh, titles incorporated in the system along with expansions for Neo Geo Pocket and Lynx and Game Gear on there. I'm I'm really looking forward to both of those. I almost was wanting in a way with the Polymega, even though I haven't haven't pre-ordered it yet. It's just it's been in the works for so damn long, and it's like it still hasn't come out, but they're in production for people that have pre-ordered right now. And... uh, you know, part of me is wanting to keep an eye on it. Part of me wants to go and pre-order it right now to go grab it once it comes out in February. And then I could be buying Neo Geo CD games instead of PS4 games if need be. So on that. So that is my gaming wish for 2020. I initially put in this outline before I did that, that I wanted GameStop to go bankrupt in 2020. But I don't want to <laughs> be my gaming wish on a bad note. <laughs> No, don't do that. 
<laughs> I am I'm bitter beer fist about them right now. I, I did a web install order with them like almost like a it, it was exactly one week ago, and they I still haven't been comped for the money. They basically canceled my order, and it's still off of my trade card at the moment. So, oh gosh. so yeah, and dealing with their customer service, I don't I don't know what the country of origin I'm dealing with, but the English barrier is quite bad you know it's like I, I i unfortunately gamestop is cheap enough they can't hire folk from the good old usa they have to go outsource their customer service and the language barrier is uh not good on that so so i am hereby announcing trader joe might be becoming player joe <laughs> <laughs> the immediate future <laughs> on there. I'm gonna retire from trading and uh, going to GameStop. I'm just I'm tired of all the shenanery. So, mm. Mm. all right, Kev, what's your most anticipated for 2020? Okay, so my my honorable mentions. I'm going to say uh, I want to throw Godfall in there, and these and these are not in any order. I want to say Babylon's Fall. And I'm also going to say the Amico console. Um, the Amico is basically the continuation or the sequel to the Intellivision, which was my first console uh, as a as a Wii Tyke back in the late '70s, early '80s, and it is the console that first got me into into home gaming you know into video i can't say it was what got me into video games as a whole that was probably uh that was probably space invaders uh because i played that at an arcade my brother took me to uh, and that was like the first bite but uh it, it, it the teeth got sunk in uh, through the Intellivision. and i've been following tommy tellerico who is the uh, ceo of the company that's putting this console out and it looks like they're putting a lot of forethought into what Intellivision was uh, and where they'd like to see and where this console could fit into the current uh, landscape of video game consoles in 2020 and it looks like they put a lot of forethought um, even in the reimagining of the controller <laughs> <laughs> which is like I never thought anybody could come up with a way to make that Intellivision controller comfortable, uh, but it looks like uh, that those en- those engineers are working on that. So those are my honorable mentions. My top three are not in any particular order. Uh, I'll just go ahead and start from number three: Ghost of Tsushima. For reasons already mentioned, you know, you give you give me a katana, and I'm nine times out of ten, I'm going to be there day one. Um, number two is going to be The Last of Us uh, because I'm I can't wait to see uh, Naughty Dog show shine the light on how totally horrible humanity is (laughs) given certain circumstances they did that successfully in the first game and it looks like in last of us 2 we're going to get a triple dose of that so very much looking forward to seeing how that plays out and number one again these games are not in any particular order 
uh, Dragon Ball Kakarot. Uh, if you've been listening to show, uh, listening to this show, or listened uh, while I was on Gamer Husbands, y'all know that I am a Dragon Ball super fan. You know, I'm all about that Goku and Vegeta life. And uh, even though it is a replay of stories that have been done over and over and over and over and over again in games, uh, I have a so I have a soft spot for the uh, Budokai Tenkaichi games that were on PlayStation 2. Uh, those were fantastic, in, in my opinion, given the tech for the day of capturing that show uh, in game format. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters did an, a fantastic job in breaking it down into the 2D fighting space. And uh, Kakarot looks to kind of reignite that, uh, reignite uh, what was my passion back in the day, or one of my gaming passions, which was uh, Tenkaichi. Uh, fully, you know, 3D worlds, 3D open world, where you're playing as a number of different uh, characters from Dragon Ball, uh, which is freaking amazing. So. That is my that was my top three and my gaming wish. Uh, there is a rumor. I don't know how realistic it is, but there is a rumor that Fatal Fury may return either as a 2020 or a 2021 game. Uh, I would love for that to happen. Uh, for those who may not know, I, you know, I love I love fighting games. They used to be my favorite genre. Back in the day, uh, they were was supplanted by beat 'em ups, but I still like them, even though I hardly ever play anymore. But that's going to change, uh, hopefully in 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 short order. But I was a Fatal Fury guy. I was not a Street Fighter guy. I mean, I like Street Fighter and I played it a lot. I dug it, but when I particularly with uh, Fatal Fury Two, uh, that game just kind of grabbed me in a way that Street Fighter just never really did, even though I really like Street Fighter a lot. Um, but I would love to see Fatal Fury make a comeback. Um, hopefully with the success that SNK has seen with Samurai Showdown's return, uh, the rumor that they're, they're bringing back Metal Slug, I would really like to, and, and the success that they've had with uh, the King of Fighters, even though I was not a particular big I was not a fan of King of Fighters 14. Um, I would like to see Fatal Fury make a comeback in a big way, um, and uh, wouldn't wouldn't I would not be sad if they made it a sequel to Garou: Mark of the Wolves either. I'm just <laughs> I'm just putting that out there, which is still probably. Uh, when I think about the the fun that I've had surrounding that game, it is still probably even to this day my favorite fighting game ever. So I would definitely like to see that continue. So those are our hopes and dreams and desires for this coming gaming year of 2020. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's where you want to send your emails. If you have questions, want to comment on anything we said, or share your uh, insight on gaming. If and you have if you any, would like um, to. 
I'm sorry for interrupting, Kev. Um, oh, if anyone out there wants to put their most anticipated games of 2020 in their one gaming wish, definitely let us know uh, by emailing us or uh, messaging us on Twitter. Yes. And uh, you're going to want to send those emails to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, social medias, I can be located at shownuff 71 on Twitter. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071, again, same spelling with 071. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71. Uh, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at? You can find me on uh, the PSN at uh, Nemo Ticker, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo 6, uh, T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. Joe? Uh, on Twitter, I am located at the username Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Uh, PSN, uh, Steam. Nintendo Network, I'm all under the username Kamunagara. That's K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And then on Xbox Live, I am Kamunagara, same spelling, 6966. Okay. So that's how you can get a hold of our show or get a hold of us uh, independently. And again, special shout out to those who entered our uh, feedback contest. Uh, and again, thanks for, for for hollering at us, Jason, aka Surgeon Fire, uh, WF Famicom, and Sam Valigas. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, special shout out to WTF WT Famicom for winning our contest. You're gonna want to hit us up with your uh, contact information so we can get your prize out to you. Uh, for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, and Joe, a.k.a. the uh, Trader Joe, the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, I am Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, saying thank you for tuning in to Season 6, Episode 1, and we will be back next time. Peace!